Welcome to The Heart Zone, a podcast ministry of Kernsville Christian Church, featuring the teaching ministry of George Cannon. For more information about Kernsville Christian Church, visit us on the web at www.kernsvillechristian.org. And now, for a message from The Heart Zone, here's George. All right, folks, if you'll turn in your Bibles to... uh, chapter 12 of Romans. We're going to look at one verse here. I want to remind you that after we go through God's Word this morning, we're going to celebrate the Lord's table. So just want I've told you that last week, or I just want to remind you again that this is what we're going to be doing. We're going to focus on one verse. So last week we looked at one verse, and again, it's a foundational verse. You can't really understand what's going on throughout the rest of the chapter without understanding verse 1. I'm going to say the very same thing about this next verse, verse 2. For you and I to understand what he's going to ask us to do. He's going to talk about how we are to be with each other, the spiritual gifts issue. He's going to get into chapter 13, the whole issue of how we interact with a government and, and those who are in authority and get further into other issues that are going on in chapters 14, 15, and 16, you really need to understand what he's telling you and I to do today. And so I want to start off with some questions that you and I need to wrestle with, some questions that you and I need to consider, okay? Because last week, if you remember, last week when we looked at verse 1, and it'll be up on the screen for you, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, Brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, or the New King James would say your reasonable service. So you and I are to present ourselves. That was the decision we need to make. Not a decision for salvation, but who are we going to give ourselves to, okay? And so hopefully you've made that decision or you're considering that decision Well, there's some further questions you and I need to consider. So here they are. Here's the first one. What does it mean that I've given myself to God? Okay? What does that mean? That I have given myself to the Lord. What does that look like in my life? Okay? What does it mean that I do that? Is that just a one-time thing? Well, we talked about it last week. Is it a continual thing? Because you're a living sacrifice, not just a one-time thing. But what does that mean now? that I give myself to God. Because we can we can hear the message and say, oh yeah, this is what I need to do. Boom, I give myself to you, Lord. Well, what does that mean? He's going to talk about that in verse 2. He's going to talk about what that means for you and I. So that brings up the second question, what's next? What does that mean now that I made that decision to give myself to him? What's next? Well, that's why he comes to verse 2. And it's a pretty powerful verse, and we're going to break it into three sections. So I want you to look at what it says. Again, it'll be up on the screen. Look at what he says in verse 2. A lot of you know this verse, okay? But we're going to really expand what it means here, okay? So look with me. Here's what he says in verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So let me read that to you again, because this is what's next, okay? You've made that decision. I'm giving myself to you, Lord. What do I do? Okay, here it is. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Wow. Now, let me ask you something. How many of you want to know the will of God? Right? All of us, right? He's going to tell us about that. So we're going to break this up into three sections. So what are we going to do? We're going to see, first of all, he's going to tell us to stop blending in. Conformity means blending in. He's then going to tell us to be transformed. And we're going to talk about what that means, okay? And then finally, to be discerning. You want to know what's next? You've, you've given yourself to the Lord three things here, okay? Stop blending in. Look at what he says. Don't be conformed to this world. What is he talking about? Well, stop conforming your life to the culture of our world. Stop living like other people live. Stop doing the things that they do. Stop conforming yourself to the world. You say, well, I'm not doing that. I see what's happening on this end of the political spectrum, and I, I reject that, and I'm not doing what they're doing. Great. That's half the problem, right? Well, there's another problem. It's the other half. Because I'm going to tell you right now, left or right, there's problems on both ends. Why? Because they're not Christian either one. It's a cultural system made up by human beings who are what? Fallen. And so what he's saying to you is there's a third way. It's the right way. Follow the Lord. Give yourself to him. So quit doing what everybody else is doing. Now, what does that mean? Stop conforming your life to them. What conforming means to kind of blend in. Do you understand? And, and we, and it's natural because nobody here wants to be, tell me, tell me you're like this. I want to be so different that I don't fit in. How many of you would say that? Nobody would say that. If you would say that, I would say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Come talk to me later. We got to talk. I mean, that's, that's not natural. We want to blend in. We, we don't want to stick out. Do you understand? We want to, we want to conform. We want to be like, with everybody else. But the problem is, is here's the second point I'm going to tell you. Conforming your life is reflected in your thinking, attitudes, and actions. It's not that I dress like everybody else dresses, which that's pretty easy in Clearfield. You just need to wear camo, right? Okay, I mean, you, you try to decide what to wear today, just put on camo. It'll be accepted, right? But we're not talking about the clothes you wear. Can I be honest with you? We're talking about your thinking, how you think. And I'll be honest with you, talking to a lot of Christians, their thinking is more in line with what the world is thinking than it is with what God's Word is thinking. It's not just that. It's your attitudes. 
I'm appalled sometimes at my attitudes towards people because it reflects my human fallenness or the world's way of thinking. I'm, I'm appalled sometimes at other Christians and how they think because their attitudes are shaped more by the political spectrum or social spectrum or whatever than it is by God's word because they're conforming, they're blending into the world. And then not just that, conforming to the world is that I do things the way everybody else does them. You know, that I do things the way... I mean, remember I told you I hate bumper stickers, okay? I'm not going to talk about a bumper sticker and what I hate. I'm going to talk about a t-shirt that I like. So I'm not going to be negative, I'm going to be positive. I saw a t-shirt I liked, okay? I saw a t-shirt and I thought, man, that's a cool shirt. What is it? It showed a school of fish heading in this direction. And in the midst of the school of fish was the Christian fish heading in the other direction. Isn't that a cool thing? That's what he's talking about here. Don't be conformed to the world system, to the culture. And sometimes that means swimming against the crowd, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it means going in a different direction, the direction the Lord wants you to do. So how do I do that then? If I'm not supposed to just blend in, George, how do I do that? Well, that's where he gets to the next part I want you to see is be transformed. Transformed. That word there is metamorphosis. Now, do you remember metamorphosis? I think I heard that word before, George. Where did I hear that word? Think high school biology. I don't want to think about high school, George. Yeah, but I want you to for a moment. Metamorphosis is taught in biology, and it usually is with reference to, are you ready for this? Butterflies. Caterpillars. Now, what do are, what are butterflies and caterpillars do? Well, you know, I remember we, we homeschooled our kids, and it was a big thing to talk about butterflies, and we went out to the Hershey thing and looked at the chrysalis. They had a butterfly thing, and it was kind of cool, okay? And you go there, and you see these chrysalis. What they do is, is these butterflies emerge from a chrysalis. What, it starts off with a caterpillar, and it kind of makes its own little home, and then what happens is it transforms from the inside out into a what? A butterfly. And so the word there is the same word. He wants you to be transformed from the inside out. So here's, here's what he says. Look at what he says here. He said, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Isn't that interesting? How does transformation happen? By your mind being renewed. So I want you to see two things here. Here it is. Number one, allow the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside out. If you're not going to be going in the direction that the world is going in, if you're going to change your attitudes, your actions, and your, and, and your thinking, you've got to change. Now, how does that happen? The problem is in church sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, because I was raised in, you know, when I got saved, I went to an independent Baptist church where they were quick to tell me how to be a good Christian. And part of being a good Christian is don't do this, don't do that, don't go there, don't hang out with them and do these things, and be at church all the time. You know what I'm talking about? The problem is, that's I can do all those outward actions, and I know a lot of people who can do all the outward actions, but it didn't change me on the inside. It didn't change my thinking. It didn't change my attitudes. 
All I did was just transform. And, you know, the reality is, is I'm not a monkey. What do you mean? We could train monkeys to come in here and stand up when everybody else stands up. And sit up. Now, there would be some other crazy actions that would happen as well. But the point is, is you can train people in outward actions, but it doesn't change who they are, right? That has to happen from the inside out. Now, if you want to give yourself to the Lord and you don't want to be conformed to the image of the world, you have to be transformed, which is from the inside out. It's going to take you, first of all, what? Allowing the Holy Spirit to do it. So you wake up in the morning. You're laying in bed and you're thinking about all that you got to go through this week. Simple prayer, Lord, help me to be the person I need to be today. You change me, Lord, in whatever little way. If I need to... If you need to rub off a rough edge today, and I know it's going to be painful, rub off that rough edge. Lord, if, if I need to adjust an attitude, help me to adjust the attitude. Spirit, do your work in my life. Th those are the simple things we can pray. If you're serious about not doing what the rest of the world is doing, but being changed from the inside out, you allow the Spirit to do that in you, Right? And how does that work? Well, here it is, that this transformation takes place by your renewing your mind with God's Word. That's how it changes, is by renewing your mind with God's Word. Listen, listen to this. this Paul, again, this is, he's telling us this in Romans. Listen to what he says in Ephesians. He's talking about putting off the old man. He says this, to put off your old self, which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. That sounds like what we're talking about, not being conformed to the image of this world, right? But here's what he says. And be renewed in the spirit of your minds. You and I are renewed by God's word. How do we know that? Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I what might not sin against thee. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto your word. God uses his word in our life. And so here's what I want you to see. It takes place by getting into his word. So why do you think we, it dropped on the floor here, why do you think we tell you to use the daily bread to start off with, which gives you a scripture passage? Why do you think we tell you to use the Bible app, which, by the way, this week's Bible plan that we're promoting is True Spirituality by Chip Ingram. Seven days of being a Romans 12 Christian, which is what we're talking about. It's about getting God's word into your life and allowing him to change you from where? The inside out. Now, let me just stop for a moment, okay? Let, let's just be realistic. If you, were, you and I were honest with ourselves and nobody else was around, all the other voices were there, and we were just looking in the mirror. I, I can be honest with you, we would look in the mirror, if we were seriously contemplating ourselves, we would look in the mirror and we would realize, you know what, I don't like this about me. And I'm not talking physical appearance, okay? All right? I, I don't, I don't, you know, because as I'm getting older, I'm realizing I'm getting uglier. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, that's just reality, okay? But I'm not talking about that, okay? 
What I'm talking about is I don't like the attitudes I might have. I don't like the thinking I'm entertaining. I don't like my actions, if you're realistic with yourself. And if you're realistic with yourself, when you look in the mirror and you say that to yourself, you realize, I'm trying to change, but I'm failing. Wow, it sounds like Romans. The good that I want to do, I don't do. That which I don't want to do, I what? Do, right? But how do I change? It's not how do you change, it is who changes you. The Spirit. He is the one who changes you, but how do you allow that to happen? You allow Him to use His Word in your life, and you become obedient. Even if it doesn't make sense. And He changes you. Don't be conformed. Hey, by the way, conformity is easy. Do you you understand what I'm saying? It's real easy to be conformed. In fact, you can be conformed to how church is. But that still doesn't change who you are. Who you are is changed by who? The Spirit from the inside out. And you've got to renew your mind. Now, why do I do that? Because... If I do that, if I quit being blending in, stop blending in, if I am transformed, then it allows me to be discerning. Discerning. What do you mean discerning? Well, here's the thing. I want you to think about your decisions. I know for me, sometimes in my decision-making, sometimes it's easy. Why? Because I make my decisions based upon my experience, my family background. The third area, what everybody else is doing. And if I don't know what everybody else is doing, that's why we have YouTube, right? Watch some how-to-do-this video, right? There's a video for everything, right? Are you kidding me, George? No, I don't watch YouTube, but I know a lot of people who do. The reality is, is that we tend to make our decisions based upon our personal experience, our family background. What do you mean? What my dad did, what my dad said, what my parents said, what my grandparents did. Do you understand what I'm saying? What was the way our family handled things? And then I kind of joked about YouTube, but the reality is what the world says we should do. But again, I'm not trying to be conformed to the image of this world. What? So I need to be discerning. Now, I can only be discerning if I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. So then how do I how do I do that? Well, a couple of things point out here. Here it is. As we are transformed in our thinking, we'll be able to discern God's will. You want to know God's will? A lot of us raised our hand earlier, right? You want to know God's will? Here's how you figure out God's will. It's not by what everybody else is doing. Do you hear me? It's not by what this group says or that group says or what political spectrum says over here or this one. It's not by any of that. Sometimes, folks, it's not even by what the preacher tells you. You want to discern God's will? You discern God's will by being renewed in your thinking by what? His word. His word. And as you're transformed, you will begin to understand what's right and what's wrong. So let me give you an example. 
All right, so, you know, I've been here over, next month it'll be 22 and a half years, okay? That's a long time for a pastor. The average pastorate is about three years long, okay? The average pastor in America stays at a church for about three years. I've been here 22 and a half years, okay? Now, let's say something crazy happens. I slip in the bathtub and hit my head, and I start thinking wrong. And so then I start telling you wrong things. So in my messages, I start giving you a real wacky line of thinking. Now, how do you know? And I make it sound good, too, because I bring in this Bible verse, and I bring in this historical fact, and I bring in this scholarship or whatever. And But yet I'm telling you wacky things. How can you discern that George has gone off the deep end and he's suffering from a concussion and isn't thinking right. How can you discern that there's something wrong? You can only do it by one way. If your mind is renewed by what? God's word, right? Then you can say, wait a minute, George, that's not right. What you're saying is wrong. How how can you tell? Well, here's what God's Word says. See, as we are transformed in our thinking by God's Word, by God's Word, we'll be able to discern God's will, right? This is why it's so important for you to be men and women of God's Word. Do you understand what I'm saying? And yes, I have a role in our church as as pastor to teach and, and help you to understand. But to be honest with you, the person who's in charge of you learning isn't me. It's you. It's you who can change your life by simply taking time to allow God's word to permeate your life, and then you respond to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And with that, you can discern what is God's will. Here's the second thing I want you to see. God's will is always good, acceptable to him, and perfect. The word acceptable there means acceptable to God. It's not acceptable to us. Because I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of times God tells me to do things, I don't want to do them. It's not acceptable to me, but it's acceptable to God. Now, later on, I figure out, yeah, okay, I understand, Lord. I would have never done that, but look at what you did because you told me to do something here. But again, how do I discern that? By his word renewing me? You say, okay, George, now where do we go with this? Okay, so here's what I want you to understand. Okay, so remember, verse 1 I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice. And again, that is good, that's acceptable, it is reasonable to God that we do that. So, okay, I'm making that decision. I'm yours, Lord. Okay. Now, what's the next step? you got to make a conscious decision to quit blending in. Quit living the way everybody else is living and decide, okay, I'm going to live for you, Lord, but how do I do that? How do I start living for you, Lord? Well, I allow God to transform me from what? The inside out. 
through the renewing of my mind. And I would say to you, when he transforms you, that's where the fruit of the Spirit comes in. The fruit of the Spirit is the Spirit working your life, producing in you what? Joy. Patience. Wow, don't we all need help with that one, right? Kindness. Gentleness. When you look at that list, that is so contrary to the way the world is right now, especially today in the world we live in today, right? So here's the thing. I allow his word to change me, and with that, then, I can begin to understand and discern what is his good and acceptable will for my life and for others. That's what we got to do. But here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. Like with all things, I can tell you that. But it's now up to you what you do with it. Do you want to change? That's a, that's a good question, is it? Because the problem is, some people might say, yeah, but I kind of like things the way they are. Because I'll be honest with you, it's scary to just go off chasing after God because I don't know what he might ask me to do. And some of the things he's been prodding me about, I don't want to give them up. Well, that's between you and the Lord. You've got to work that out. Because the problem is, though, if you're going to give yourself to God as a living sacrifice, you've got some things you've got to do. And some of them are what? Stop blending in, be transformed, and start be start being discerning in your life. That's a decision for all of us. Let me pray for you.